Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. Brooks by Johnson again, running bank shot. No good, offensive rebound of Valanciunas. Puts it back up and in. Oh, the big fella doing big fella things. Out-muscling Jakob Pertl. Said, give me that ball. And then banks it up and in. They get it to Caldwell Pope. Almost lost it. Shot clock at seven. James, two defenders on him. To Caldwell Pope inside. He's tied up by Green. Throws it back up top. James puts up the three. Oh, it's gone. The home teams prevail in the Western Conference playing games. You heard the Grizzlies hold off the Spurs 196. They had a huge lead. They gave up a 17-0 run, and then it was a tight game the rest of the way. And the Lakers rally in the second half to beat the Warriors 103-100. PK, yeah. Steve Cleveland is going to just keep beating the drum on they got to go small and they got to play AD at the 5. Well, they got to get their five best players out there. I don't care where they play them. Steve Cleveland texting me at 12, 12 a.m. You're probably out for the night. I was. But I was really hoping that Vogel would go small, speaking loudly through the TV. Finally, two explanation points. They were lucky to win, but they get beat by 20 if they stayed big. Okay. The other sub down the stretch was getting Schroeder off the floor and getting Wes Matthews in there. That couple runs when he came in. Okay, yeah, sure, fine. You two basketball savants breaking it down with each other. Lakers and Suns, they'll start Sunday at 1.30. The Jazz wait for the winner of the Friday night game between the Grizzlies and the Warriors in San Francisco, and the Jazz will play Sunday night at 7.30. Well, just like you said, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Memphis or Golden State, Memphis expand all that they have, or did Golden State expand all that they have? The two stars playing 41 minutes. Uh, very emotional. LeBron hitting that shot. I, I always said guys are the most dangerous when the shot clock's running out and there's no decision to be made. So you don't have to think whatsoever. Let All you rip. have to do is just go. And that was pretty sweet. And then afterward he said he literally saw three rims. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. And there's plenty of people on social media saying, you stole that from the Rocky movies. What was it like when he tweeted out, we're literally hunted every day, every time we step foot outside the comfort of our homes? He likes the word literally. I mean, LeBron. He's probably hunted. Right? Good thing he's home right now, or else he would be hunted. Pacers and Wizards, 6 o'clock on TNT tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I know in all of those different avenues, all those different values and principles that we're trying to instill here in Philly, um, no one is above that. Every, everybody got to go to work, you know. So for me, rent is due every day. It's always been that way for me. Always been a get better mentality every day, grow every day, be a better leader every day, be a better quarterback every day. And when that rent's due, I, I don't plan on missing no payments. It's Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, says he's not above a competition. Asked if the Eagles coaches should name him the starter. So far, they haven't named a starter yet. So. Oh, there's no need to name starter. <laughs> they don't have a game. Not even in training camp. 
I've always been a fan of his, the way he handled the Alabama situation. Had to come off the bench there, and, and after he got benched and then was benched the next year, had to come off the bench again. And then he does go to Oklahoma, obviously. But it seems like he just keeps his mouth shut and tries to work hard, man. And, and as far as the competition goes, that's uh, uh, his job. And so, yeah, you're going to have to compete. I love that. The Rens do every day. I love that mentality. Absolutely. Tim Tebow formally signed a one-year deal with the Jaguars this morning as he tries to resume his football career. A tight end for Urban Meyer with the Jags. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. SEC announced Wednesday it sent an additional $23 million to each of its 14 member schools to make up for financial losses because of COVID. Conference estimates an average shortfall of $45 million per school. The $322 million distribution will be paid from future revenues generated through media rights beginning in 2025. The SEC said it expects its annual distributions in 2025 and beyond to increase even after a portion is used to fund this one-time payment. They're rolling in the cash, PK. Man, if I'm Snow College, I try to do anything I can to get in the SEC. Good luck with that. Hey, we're out here in Ephraim, Utah. We'd love to be part of right. the conference. Wow, man, we just give you 23 mil. Hey, let's bet, man. I've had some financial hardship. Come on. <laughs> let's be... Uh, let's I'll take 23,000. Let's be that? Joe Biden. Just give everybody money. I mean, the SEC, Joe Biden, geez. SEC D1 Council plans to act on legislative proposals next month that would allow athletes to be paid. Sponsors, social media influencers, product endorsers. That's an interesting story. We should talk about that. (laughs) Wait, these states are actually going to go ahead without us? Hey, we'll actually fix this now. Before I croak, can this thing get done? Council meets June 22nd and 23rd, and the goal of having legislation in place by July 1. Of what year? They inch along. (laughs) What decade? What century? (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Now here's the 0-1 to Calhoun. Hit on the ground to second. Torres throws to first. In time. Ball game over. Corey Kluber has pitched a no-hitter. Corey Kluber came within one man of a perfect game. He pitches a no-hitter, and the Yankees are delirious on the field, celebrating with Corey Kluber in the middle. And they are jumping all over him, and Corey Kluber is all over Higashioka. Water bottles, they're pouring water on everybody. Hugs all around. This is really something. Yankees, two zip over the Rangers. That's six no-hitters, one off the modern era record for no-nos in Major League Baseball. And, of course, that doesn't count. Bumgarner, who had the seven-inning no-no that doesn't count and is not part of that six. What'd you say yesterday? You get a no-hitter. You get a no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, you did. And 27 was now the number for the over-under on no-nos this year. Inch yeah. closer. At Kluber, uh, he said uh, he tailed off a little bit, but in you know, 2017, 2018, he was really good. I think 2016 with, the, with Cleveland. I actually saw him pitch. Remember, was about three years ago, I went on that little Midwest baseball swing. And we went and saw an afternoon game in Cleveland, and then that night went over and drove over to Pittsburgh and saw the Pirates the next day. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's something. Or he was something. And uh, maybe he's on the way back. You know, he's 35 years old. And right now, obviously yesterday, he was something. He's been, he's been pretty good this season. 
Yankees after a bad start, five games over 500, just a game and a half behind the first place Red Sox. There's four teams bunched up at the top of the American League East. Padres get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. He went four for four. He homered, but I think it was that slide that got everybody's attention, PK. Over, kind of overrunning, over sliding the bag and staying on it with a big old splits. Yeah. Looked like a giraffe hitting the ground there. That looked like yeah, it would have hurt me. 22-year-old kid, man. Flexible. Yeah, he can exciting. do that. He can, he can jog out the shortstop and make it look exciting somehow. <laughs> That's very entertaining. Buster Posey drove in three runs. Giants win. They shut out the Reds 4-zip. And the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 4-2. So, top of the National League West all winning. Giants a half game up on the Padres and two on the Dodgers there. Bees open a series in Vegas tonight against the Aviators. 8 o'clock. You'll hear it right here on the Zone Sports Network. Steve Klauke on and the call. Next week, they're opening it up. Full capacity, right? Yeah, against Round Rock. May when, 27th. When they're back. What's that? Is that Thursday they're back? We'll be coming up on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Full 27th. Capacity. One week from today. Yep, it is. All right, coming up, Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, talking PGA Championship. He's got to hop on a plane, so we are going to get to him next. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz. His weekly visit at 8.30, and Joe Ingles is here at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. To Rudy. Oh, he packed it with a right hand. Produce three all-stars. Check. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Earn the best record in the NBA in the top spot in the West. You are fabulous. Check and check. The regular season is over. And now the number one seeded Utah Jazz begin their quest for an NBA title. Let's go. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every second of every game on your exclusive home. Welcome home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about Acoustic Wave for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how we are unique by, by visiting PremierWave.com for more information and to learn about the special offer. PremierWave.com. Where are we going? Well, we're going to talk with uh, BT here in a minute about the PGA Championship. I was just thinking about what you said about the... Uh, the Division One Council is going to act on legislative proposals next month to allow athletes to be paid the NIL. Is that going to be done while Britton Covey still has eligibility? Yes. All right. And granted, he'll be around forever, but he'll have his he'll have his doctorate by then. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Covey. <laughs> he'll he'll have picked up a third language. <laughs> A couple of kids, <laughs> Doctor Covey, finally able to do a little, uh, finally able to do a little work for some of those tech companies down there in Utah County. And get paid. Be the first college player to to play with a teammate's son. <laughs> <laughs> He's still only a junior. Chris Winky, move over. You're not going to be the oldest college football player ever. I got you, babe. It's a Groundhog Day. <laughs> Isn't that the song? Hold on, Britton. The money's coming. <laughs> Is that the song when uh, yeah. Bill Murray hit the... Uh, yeah. I got you, babe. Yeah, Sonny and Sherry. The alarm, alarm, Bill Murray alarm would sit thing. up in bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> 
Same. Good. I miss those kids when they come here and play, and then they go away. Like Chase Hansen, I miss him. <laughs> He's a great kid to talk to. Cody Barton, you name it. Uh, Julian Blackman and, and, and whoever it is at BYU. John Beck, Curtis Brown, Max Hall. I mean, on and on. You talk to them like every day for a couple of years, and then they go. Away they go. Yeah. So, Covey's always a great, great interview. Great, but I love watching him play. One of my faves, obviously, because he's an underdog. All right, well, hopefully they'll get the NIL done in time for him to cash in on it. He's still only a junior. All right, BT's going to join us here in a moment and second guess all the uh, all the PGA Championship picks. See what he thinks of those babies. Well, I t- yesterday I was joking about how Bob should have taken Adam Long. He's two under in second place. <laughs> and I was joking how I should have taken Zach Johnson. I said I was going to take Johnson. He's two under in second place. PGA's underway. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. You'll just second guess yourself to death here. Fowler, breaking through. St. George's own, almost, kind of. Two under tied for singing. Yeah. Ah, his grandparents have a banner on the fence above the golf course? No, not anymore. They took that uh, down. That was just when he won the players, which is what, like, 2015? This is a while ago now. They, don't, they, they had it that weekend. We were down there Memorial Weekend. Uh, they were... Uh, he, they're, 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 they've moved the players up, but that was when it was in May. And we were, I think like two weeks before, I want to say. I can't remember. He kept parring that hole, birdieing that hole, the par three, which is 17, down there in Florida. It's just in a zone. And then that we went down there Memorial Day weekend and played with some friends. And they did, uh, his grandparents who live on the Sun River course, hole 11. They, had, they did have a banner in the back. You got Victor Hovland, your third-round pick. He got an early birdie. He's tied for seventh. He's one under. He's lurking. He is lurking. That's your guy. <laughs> Why not... Victor Hovland? He had some decent odds for a guy who hasn't won a major. Uh, because I told you I get the uh, PGA. I'm on their emailing list, and they send me this stuff all the time in the email. Every week, three, four things. And they have stories that, that they, they compile it's like what's going on in golf that day, that week, and then they, and they link like four or five different things, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked at them uh, at one one time here in the last well, several times, but one that I looked at was talking about him and how he's getting better and that type of thing and proving and you know putting himself in position. So I mean, we could pick the JT. John Rom, I know Dennis uh, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> you know, just, we just I don't want to keep circulating the same right. guys and among we, the three did, of us. We didn't. It's I mean, boring. In, in the third round, we all reached for a different guy for one reason or another. Reached ish, right? So <laughs> you got out of the top five. It's more fun if yeah. your third round guy wins it. Oh yeah, that's a better call. You picked Dustin Johnson. Wow, that's gutsy. <laughs> <laughs> Rom and Spieth. Are you kidding you know what me? I mean? Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. <laughs> Try to have fun with it. Yeah. Well, we were, it was good. We all stayed away from Brooks Kepka. So he went out and double bogeyed the first hole. So not healthy, not playing well. Everybody avoid him. So he's off to a lousy start. All right. It's you in a golf PGA Championship update with Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you by Mountainland Supply, Zions Bank, Hoops Vision, Siegfried and Jensen, and Black Desert Resort. BT, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Good. You wanted to judge our PGA Championship picks. 
Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. I wanted a guy, but Bob thought he should be the number one pick in the first round. Was Jordan Spieth the right pick right out of the gate? You know, there's a lot of people that think so. Uh, we'll find out, right? Um, but he's got a lot of momentum. Uh, he's playing well. He's had five top fives already uh, this year. So, you know, we, we talked about his form. There's there's a couple of guys coming in this week that I think are in really good form, and Rory and, and, uh, and Jordan are, are two of those guys. And, of course, they're both major championship winners, so that's a, that's a huge plus. Um, coming in this week, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good pick for Bob. Then I went with uh, John Rahm, and PK went with Justin Thomas to round out the first round. Well, those are really good, obviously solid picks, right? I mean, um, it's uh, I think both the Golf Channel guys picked John Rahm, you know, on their last uh, live from, and so you know you, you got that going for you, DJ. And then I mean, Justin Thomas is look, he's a past major, uh, PGA Championship winner; it's the only major he's won, and He's uh, also the defending players champ from um, a couple months ago. So, yeah, I, I like both of those picks. I mean, those are those are two really good ball strikers. And uh, John John Rahm is an interesting study. You know, we've we've watched him, and and most uh, people feel that he has uh, maybe as much, if not more, talent than most of the guys out there. He just is sort of still figuring out the process of winning big tournaments. You know, especially major championships. It's it's a patience thing. It's a emotion thing. You know, he's, he's a, an emotional Spaniard that, um, you know, sometimes the, the, the temper and, and things get the better of him. He's admitted sometimes it just gets a little too fast for him. And so it'll be important to just kind of keep things slow for John Rahm as he, you know, makes that progression. But, look, he was one of my picks going into the Masters. I thought he, you know, might come off of, the, you know, having the new baby. And sometimes that just distracts you enough that you go out and, and, uh, and, and do something crazy like win. And he was kind of out of it until he, what was it, Saturday or Sunday, he shot a great, a great round and put himself right there, kind of backdoored the top ten. So, anyway, uh, I, I like what John Rahm's doing. I think he's a good pick. I forgot. Where did he go to college? Yeah, he's, uh, he went to some podunk school. I think it was in Arizona. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Guys are so jealous. Jeez. You know, I, <laughs> the way I look at it, I don't care what tournament it is. But if I'm playing in a golf course and they've got multiple and the one is called the ocean course, I'm probably going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, well, typically you'd have a good time. This week, I don't know. I mean, did you see? I mean, we've already had an interesting start. I mean, John Daly, of all people, you know, chipped in for birdie on the first hole. And then on the 10th hole, first start, uh, first hole for Adam Scott, he made triple. Brooks Kepka made double, as you mentioned. So, I mean, anything can happen early on. Uh, I think it's important to, to, as you look at this leaderboard, not, you know, again, you can't win it on Thursday, but you can lose it on Thursday. And starting with a triple bogey, driving it in the water off 10, you know, for Adam Scott, that, that's tough to overcome. I mean, you can drop a shot. You can drop even Brooks with two. But you start getting into that three shots, first hole, digging yourself a pit, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a battle for him. And um, so, hey, one of the guys out early right now that, that's actually really impressive and is an interesting story to watch is Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and this guy is uh, essentially playing on a sponsor exemption, if you will, special exemption to play. He missed the Masters, and he goes out and he uh, birdies 11, which is the par 5. A lot of guys are birdieing 11. But then he gets 14, which is just a stupid hard par 3. Um, just, I mean, it's almost a driver for probably uh, the likes of you and I. You know, where it's a, it's a beast of a hole. And he goes out and makes a two there. So, uh, interesting start for Ricky early. Our second round picks, Bob went with Rory, I went with DJ, and PK went with Cantley. 
I actually heard that. I was listening to your segment yesterday, and um, Cantlay is Cantlay is isn't it just isn't playing his best golf right now. But but normally I would say, typically, generally I should say I would I would take Cantlay as an up and comer. He's probably one that you would include in most of your major championship picks. Um, I would say. And so, uh, can he find something this week? We'll see. But I mean, obviously, solid player, and um, he can make birdies in bunches. So I, I love I love Patrick Cantlay. Uh, other than he knocked Tony Finau out in the playoffs. Uh, oh no, that was Max Homa. Never mind. I won't hold that against him. <laughs> Correct. What what uh, what do you think is going to be the final as far as score? You, you know that's so hard to tell right now because you're, you're talking about a back nine that you're either hitting. You know, mid irons into these par fours, or you're hitting long irons and fairway woods, depending on which way the wind blows. So it's supposed to be a little benign wind conditions compared, especially compared to, you know, what we saw in 2012 when it was played in August. I think they were, it was blowing 30 on the Thursday, I think, maybe in their first round, second round, maybe. And uh, it ended up being the highest thing. The scoring average was 78. So that's how big that that's how big of a swing the wind can be there. So it's it's hard to predict what that's gonna what that's gonna be. But you know, most PGA championships you find you know it doesn't seem to be a U.S. Open style. So you're gonna see you know guys getting into the 10, 12, you know maybe 14 range. But again, this this one's a little bit of a of a beast, more of a beast I think than than typical a PGA Championship golf course. So uh, right now, if you say hey, we can get to 10, you got to feel pretty good about that. Third round, we all kind of reached and went for guys uh, who can break through. Bob took Zalatoris, I took Shoffley, PK took Hovland, who is already under par. Which, by, by the way, I loved how P- – I was listening yesterday, PK, and you said you had a feeling about Hovland. I, I do want to think that maybe I had something to do with that feeling. What'd you say? I said you should pick Hovland. <laughs> <laughs> Good feeling. Maybe that was the feeling. <laughs> and you're hooked on the feeling. I get it, right? Oh, I liked it. Okay. But the <laughs> – uh, Xander, who DJ had Xander? Yeah, solid pick. I mean, he's he's one that a lot of people aren't talking about this week. But uh, again, a top three finish at the Masters, uh, solid, solid player. In fact, I was looking at stats. I think in the last five years, uh, Brooks Kepka is the most under par in major championships. But I think Brooks is going to struggle as we talked about because he's hurt this week. And then you got Jordan, and then Xander. Um, so Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth of the guys that are healthy. Uh, have made the most birdies in majors in the last five years. So I, I think I think Xander's a really solid pick. When you look at this course, you, you already talked a little bit about it. What do you think the mindset is in the first round of these guys? Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of a of, of patience. You know, it's it's in it's you know what, what's the golf course going to present. Uh, what kind of a win do I get? I mean, the, the guys that are teeing off right now that played early, it's you know it was barely blowing, maybe six miles an hour, seven miles an hour out there. There was a little dew on the grass, and so that that makes the fairways wider because they're more receptive. They're going to hold, and when the sun gets out and bakes them, and the wind starts picking up, you know, I think the mindset of the guys in the afternoon are different than the mindset of the guys in the morning. And of course, they switch that, as you know. So you well, you'll see what what how things shake out as far as the draw goes, but. Um, I think, I mean, a major championship Thursday mindset is like what we talked about. Hey, you know, get out there, keep yourself in touch, have a good start, can't win it, but you can certainly lose it. So, um, you know, you know, pick your spots. I, like I said, you just, just, 
just don't make big mistakes like Adam Scott made with that triple. So I think that's mostly the mindset right now. I think most of the guys coming in this week have a um, a cautious, um, confident approach. You know, you have to be confident in what you're doing, but you got to be a little careful too because this is. I mean, there's there's trouble on every hole uh, out here. So I think guys are going to play a little defensive, and um, that, I, I think I think that's probably warranted, especially on a Thursday. So, what do you think Tony Finau's odds are? Everybody's waiting for him to break through and win a major. You know, Tony Finau's game is made for these kind of things. I know that sounds cliche, but I've watched him, you know, in these majors since you know back in 2015 at uh, at that crazy um, course in Seattle, um, at Chambers Bay, and nobody was nobody even knew who Tony was at the time, and. You know, he went out and he got around that golf course really well. That was a baked out, hard, you know, uh, not seaside, but certainly sound side, I guess you will there. And, you know, he, he still had the winds coming off and he played great. And really ever since that, he's when it comes to big, big tournaments, big venues like major championships tend to be, Tony plays better. He plays better than he does in regular PGA Tour events. I think his game is suited for it. Um, not only does he have the length, but he, he flights it down. I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch him actually hit balls in person, but it's unbelievable. I mean, he takes it back maybe three quarters. I mean, not, maybe three quarters. And then he's just got this low penetrating shot that is, it's, I can't do it. I, I honestly, I've tried, I sit and sometimes just look, watch him and, you know, on video and in my mind what I've seen and try to replicate it and everything I hit just goes straight up in the air. I mean, the fact that he's able to hit these shots is, Sometimes they don't get above belt high, you know, with iron, like a three iron, just bullets. And, I mean, that's going to be huge this week. I think it's a huge advantage. The big, the big question mark for, for Tony, and I, we went through his stats on Tuesday, um, he's top 15 ball striker, you know, strokes gain tee to green. But his putting, I think he's 81st on tour, which isn't, by the way, the worst position he's ever been in. So if, if the putter can, if he can have a hot putting week in a major, that's all it's going to take uh, because the rest of the game's there. All right, we know you got to catch flight, Brian. You hit the road, and we will hear you and uh, Bob Saturday morning, Real Golf Radio, right here on the Zone Sports Network. We're looking forward to it. We weren't able to make it to Kiowa. We're getting a little sneak preview of Torrey Pines South. Uh, we'll let you know how the U.S. Open venue is shaping up as well as uh, PGA Championship coverage this weekend. Should be a good time. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. All right, DJ and PK, there's a PGA Championship update. And PK, you'll keep the birdie watch going there on your guy? All my guys. <laughs> okay. All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Bob to Rudy. Oh, he packed it with a right hand. Produce three all-stars. Oh. Check. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Earn the best record in the NBA in the top spot in the West. You are fabulous. Check and check. The regular season is over, and now the number one seeded Utah Jazz begin their quest for an NBA title. Let's go! When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every second of every game on your exclusive home. Welcome home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not... Your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day. Woo! Lakers won. Everybody now a Memphis fan on Friday night? Nope, Ryan says. I'm still a Jazz fan. 
Just hoping they get slash stay healthy. If so, I'm confident they'll beat whoever they need to. I don't know how much it matters at this point, uh, but I was wondering how many Jazz fans are pulling for the Lakers Thursday night as they're down by 13 in the first half at halftime. Steph Curry obviously hitting that dramatic shot right at the buzzer. Again, another buzzer beater just like LeBron to win the ball game at that point. And then the Warriors couldn't couldn't score, then couldn't get off a shot. Why in the world was Steve Kerr running down calling a timeout with two seconds to go? I don't know. I, I mean, I get if, you. you're, if you're timeout at five seconds and you had to run down, but once they got down, turn around and go back. He went so far, I guess he just felt committed. He wanted it at seven or six or and that's five fine. or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. At that point, he was just all in on getting it, I guess. But it was too know. late. I agree. It was too late. He played and right into the, the play work. They were hand. about to. Get, it looked to me like they were about to get an open corner three, which they could have easily missed. But nonetheless, they're about to get an open corner three. And the Lakers are fully committed to double teaming staff, and good luck to the rest of you. How come Kerr doesn't get the knock that Phil Jackson always got? Isn't it the same thing? Showed up just in time to win. Yeah. Gravy training, <laughs> Hall of Famers. Yeah, I guess it probably wasn't as obvious how good the Warriors were. Yeah, as opposed to that. Shaq, like, uh, he'd, Shaq had already been to a final. And what? what yeah, but that's, that, that's the second time around. I mean, he even got it for the first time. Yeah. With the Bulls, not just the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Lake. I think the the Bulls does seem like a little better because there was a lot of anti Jordans just not going to get this done, which seems crazy in retrospect. But at the time, it's like he's a scorer, but he can't win the big one. Yeah, I thought that was. I I get the original intent of the timeout, but as the clock was dwindling, what's the point? You're just playing in the Lakers' hands. Yep. It's going to be awfully tough just to get a shot, let alone a good shot, and let alone have it go in. And yet, he crossed half court and called timeout. I would have teed him up. <laughs> Coach's box, man. <laughs> Get back over there. Yeah. That's Vogel. If I'm Jason Kidd, I would have gotten his face. Lionel Hollins. Dixie College's Lionel Hollins. They still calling him Dixie down there? What they changing? Still doing? Dixie State for the time being. Yeah. So, it wasn't Dixie State at the time. Lionel played his junior college ball at Dixie State, did he not? What was then Dixie Junior Dixie College? College yeah. yeah. Then he went on to that powerhouse known as Arizona State. Played uh, he was with Portland as a player, wasn't he? Pretty good player. Uh, he's on that bench uh, for the uh, Lakers, I think. So, yeah, the Warriors sort of blew it. But were you rooting? Were you rooting hard for the Lakers? I was watching the game. I mean, honestly, I couldn't care less who won, wins. I just thought as the game progressed that neither team looked that great. I mean, they've got Hall of Famers, but they both got kind of obvious weaknesses. Now, I guess you can argue that as the game went along, the Lakers played better. Maybe part of that's going to the smaller lineup or a little desperation. I thought LeBron played it really just kind of low-key there in the first half. There was nothing, you know... All of his awesome athleticism, not on display. He was a facilitator. He was passing the ball, and he was staying on the ground. Ten assists, yeah. Yeah. Second half, there was a little more. You know, there's some drives to the hoop where he looked more like LeBron. You know, the subtle elbow to got you off balance, a little bump there to keep you off balance. Uh, But he still played below the rim. But he did enough. Now, maybe he'll be everything we were talking about yesterday. He'll be healthier, and they'll be in a better flow. Maybe they'll be more committed to their smaller lineup. 
So it'll change. And and that's what Corey thinks. Corey says, Lakers and Warriors are going to meet in the conference finals. Corey who? Nublum. Let's just say Corey is a long, long time Laker fan. <laughs> who may have lived across the dorm for me in Flagstaff, Arizona way back No! Then. What? <laughs> Hard, hard, hardcore. We need to meet this guy sometime. Laker fan. Purple and gold all the way through. Absolutely. Yes. Goes back to Chick in 17505 in the forum. Oh, yes. Yes. No no, no question about that. He. What are the odds on Lakers and Warriors in the Commerce Finals? Zero. Yeah. I'm with you. I was about to give you an over-under, but it, clearly you would have taken the under. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating 10-5-2. I was going to make it a really tiny number. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if the Warriors had their shot and how much gas they have left. Maybe they can summon it up. You know, they're going home. Uh, Memphis, to me, Memphis is a drastically different team because you get Jaron Jackson back, and what did he have? I think he had knee something that would cause him to miss just about the whole season. And he's a nice player. He's still in the developmental stage, but they're a different team now, and I think they're dangerous. And they didn't play that well consistently yesterday either themselves. They didn't have to. They won the ball game. That's all that matters. And I'm sure this is the NBA. You get the big lead, sort of coast a little bit. The Spurs don't have much. They they look like they need a massive rebuild. Uh, two things the Spurs need, a haircut and a massive rebuild. Uh, so I think they knew psychologically we don't really need to be balling out 100% to get this win. So I like their chances against the Warriors because the Warriors, they are who they are. You know, they're, they're not all of a sudden going to get something dramatic no, that comes next season when they, when they get Clay back and they can really punish people for double-teaming Curry. They can't really punish people for that now. I mean, they might get a hoop here and there. They're a decent team. Right. So, I mean, they're very capable of winning this game. There's no question about that. But I can't guarantee you. I can't feel like, wow, it's like 75% Warriors. Don't road teams have to break through at some point? Home team's going to no, sweep this thing? I don't care. I know you that. don't care, but... Home teams don't win 100% of the games. Nope. Neither do road teams. Neither does any right. team. <laughs> but road teams are now 0-4. Somebody ought to win uh, on the run. That, that means nothing to me. Uh, the, the team that's better is the one that's going to win. Play it wherever you want. Uh, so, and Draymond was 0-5, only had two points, so he has an opportunity to be better than that. Uh, we'll see about how that goes. Uh but I, I feel confident that the Jazz can beat either team. But I don't think that it's going to be a sweep. I don't think they're going to roll uh, in, in that way. But if I'm a Jazz fan, uh, I still felt like, yeah, I would want the Warriors to win. And then I probably would want Memphis to win, although I think it's more of a 50-50 deal to me. Uh, I, I don't know how much it matters which team wins. And the good thing, what I would like for, is a game like last night is that the game goes down to the end the team is extended physically and emotionally they have to play big minutes and then they have to get on a plane and fly to Utah particularly if the Warriors win because their two guys are a little older the 
bulk of Memphis's guys are younger, so the older you are shouldn't be a little more taxing. Yeah, but the Jazz, my gosh, they, they absolutely have to win game one because everything's going to be set in their favor. You've been sitting around. Uh, you're fully rested. You're going to be 13,000-plus in your arena. That's the largest of any, and the people are going to be excited about it. They understand you have the best home uh court right now in terms of attendance you have the best record everything is in your favor that would be a huge huge left out not necessarily a fatal devastating loss but it would be emotionally it would be a big old letdown because things are right in your favor with the other team having play and what time that's that's got to be in the evening right uh seven eight o'clock tomorrow night seven yeah i think they promoted during the game at seven, seven. okay yep. so uh, i assume the the winning team uh, Probably just stays there for the yeah. night and then flies Saturday. Yeah. So that's going to be... And all the stuff about, oh, the one seed's going to have the least prep time. Well, the eight seed's going to have less prep time because they're going to spend time on a plane. But they should. I agree they should. That's the disadvantage. Right. Yes. You should have some so advantage I'm, of I'm having not, the I'm one not wound seed. up at all. Well, right, but you know if they come out sluggish, we're going to hear it. But the other team wasn't prepping for you during that downtime. It's, it's even, and they're at a slight disadvantage because they had to travel and you didn't. I know, but we hear that every time. The, 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 the Pac-12 tournament or any tournament, when the team doesn't get the bye, if you come out and you're the team that gets the bye and you hammer them, well, you're just better. That team's tired. But if the team that doesn't get the bye comes out and plays well, oh, well, they had the advantage of playing and being on the court and the familiar, familiar surroundings. I mean, it's a bunch of cliche stuff. They just go to it every time, blah, 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 blah. Just whatever advantage, disadvantage, overcome it. This is the world, and the world doesn't care about your problems. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham. Especially when it comes to sports. 90% of the people don't care about your problems, and the rest are glad you have them. Yeah, I don't know that he made that up, but... Uh, Nobody's beat it into the ground. Uh, when it comes to sports, uh, you're playing basketball, so who gives a rip? Just find a way to win. That's all that matters. Lakers found a way to win for themselves, and I think that was an important win for the Lakers because now they can get a couple of days to regroup a little bit and refresh and be ready for themselves on Sunday afternoon. That that That's a nice little uh, time off. You know who you're going to play. You have three days off before you play. That, that seventh slot, that's a nice situation, especially for the Lakers with LeBron being 36 years old and having the ankle issues, and now he's, he's seeing three rims. I mean, that's tough. You're shooting it. You can find that... See if we can find that sound. He said that in the walk-off thing. He, he's, he's playing. He saw, I'm literally seeing three rims. Are you literally a drama queen? <laughs> so the Packers GM just said, NFL's got a lot of drama queens. Why limit it to the NFL? Let's go to pro sports. Well, I think when he was on the ground there after Draymond Green, freaking Kurt Rambis bounced right up when Kevin McHale, McHale took his head off and LeBron is down. I thought there was a freaking soccer player. I thought I was at Rio Tinto there for a second. Or the depot down in Carson. Suck. Jeez, get up already. And you got eye drops? I mean, it, you can't be the Jordan flu. You're not going to be Jordan with the I, I drama. I literally saw that. He wants a flu game. Yeah. <laughs> How many rims did he see, Yuck? 
Well, the first thing I did when KCP kicked, uh, kicked it out, I looked at the shot clock. Um, I saw it was, uh, I had to get it up, uh, at least get up on the rim. The second thing I saw was three rims, uh, you know, from being uh, poked in the eye on that previous possession when I drove to the hole and then in transition. So I just aimed for the middle one. Oh, brother. CJ McCollum watching the game, yeah. tweeting out, actor of the year, laughing, crying emoji. And then later, I'm going to sleep, period. Three rims. Three laughing, crying emojis. Three rims. <laughs> What's with the guy? You didn't see three Gotta rims. Gotta create drama, man. You did not see three rims. I want someone to recreate being poked in the eye and then going out there. How many rims do you see? If if, if Vogel would have known, if Gary Vitti, who's retired, would have seen, <laughs> would have known that, they would have taken him out. <laughs> Threw that out there for the old uh, guy across the hall in the dorm, didn't you? Gary Vitti going back in the day. I don't know who the new trainer is, but he he, he got a lot of run. He was a cantankerous fellow, too. Gary Vitti was? Uh, at least when I was around him in the 90s. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they could afford to be at that point. They, they were late 80s, 90s, before Magic stepped aside. I mean, they were they were the toast of the town, obviously, so... They didn't need the media. Are you kidding me? They're like BYU used to be. They didn't need the media. Now they need the media, so they've changed it. A lot more accommodating. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, I just, when I heard that, I mean, that, that LeBron, he, but I better give him credit. He's an entertainer. You know, not, oh, I got the ball. I had no choice but to shoot, and it went in. Way to go. No, he's got to add in. I was poked in the eye, and I saw three rims, so I shot at the middle one. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. If I'm Phoenix, whatever basket they're shooting at, I, I, I try to find some way to have a picture of two other rims. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. In Phoenix, three different people holding up the thing of the rim behind the backboard. Yeah. I'm all in for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Right. That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> three Suns fans. Three signs, three rims. All right, let's go to the phones. Randy, good morning. You're on with DJ and PK. What's up, Randy? LeBron was channeling his inner Rocky. Don't you remember Rocky Four? Drago's kicking his butt. And Rocky's like, I see three of them out there. And Paulie's like, hit the one in the middle. And then the follow-up coach is like, yeah, hit the one in the middle. Yeah, Twitter was all over that. You're right. It was a Rocky line. Thanks for the call, Randy. (laughs) I know. It's so dramatic, you know. Like, I, I give him credit though; he's an entertainer. He he brings. He's a phenomenal ball player. No matter what you think of him, you can't argue. The guy's an incredible player. Uh, so he's not necessarily a three-point shooting specialist, but he makes the three. I mean, obviously his game is well-rounded, and he can do. He's one of these guys, Joe. We had Joe Ingles on a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. He didn't know if he was going to make the NBA because he does a lot. He did a lot of things good, but didn't necessarily do anything well. Well, with LeBron, he does a lot of things well at a high, high level. So, I mean, he's the ultimate ball player as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's not 
we don't view him as a pure three-point shooter, but yet he goes two for three, two for four and hits the game winner. I mean, guy's guy's incredible. You've got to give it up to him as a ball player. You, I don't see how you can have any criticism. I, I can't think of one thing that I would criticize LeBron on as far as his basketball playing ability. And I'm not going to really criticize him on the other stuff. I mean, just having fun with the uh, the drama queen. I mean, I, I think that's who he is. But that that's that's okay. Uh, the other stuff, if you want to criticize him, that's your call. I don't really care what he does there. But can you think of any criticism of him as a basketball player? Well, I mean, I know the stuff we all hear. You know, and, he's not big enough in the big moments, and he's lost too many times in the finals, and he lost to teams he shouldn't have lost to. Now, everybody who loves him will tell you, well, yeah, he lost those finals because he shouldn't have even been there. First one with the Heat would be the exception. And that's the one. Yeah. And that's the difference where I put Jordan ahead of him. Should have never lost that series. Yeah. You're up 2-0 on Dirk Nowitzki and right. a cast of nice players. Right. Jordan's not losing Shouldn't that series. Shouldn't have lost it. Should have closed it. Should have done That's the, the deal. one difference. But I'm comparing him to Jordan. That's my criticism. You're not Jordan? <laughs> I know. Well, that's what's left. He's got four <laughs> titles. I mean, if he gets this one, he pulls up alongside Kobe, and he didn't get to play with Shaq. And he pulls up alongside Magic, and he didn't get to play with Kareem. I mean, Dwayne Wade's a nice player, but... AD's a nice player, but they're not Kareem and Shaq. <laughs> so there isn't much to say. I mean, I guess the three-point shooting thing you're going to, he's kind of peaked out at about a 36, 36.5% free throw shooter, maybe 37. Did he get to 37 one year? I'd have to look that up. But I don't think he's gotten better than that. So he's not great at that. That's that's the weakness. But compared to where he was when he came into the league, when he didn't even shoot thirty percent from three, he's clearly worked at it and gotten a lot yeah, better. That was eighteen years ago. Nobody yeah. sh- no, threes weren't an emphasis. He's worked at it and he's gotten a lot better. It wasn't easy for him. What do you mean? And you're right. Easy. The game has changed. Shooting basketballs is not as hard. <clears throat> it wasn't easy some, for him. For some people, it's easy to make three pointers. They're good at it. That's a strength. It wasn't a strength of his. And now, if it's not a strength, yeah. at least it's not a How weakness. How many 6'9", 270-pound guys are great three-point shooters? Joe Ingles, <laughs> if he put on some weight. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of having that body if you're going to be out there shooting nothing but threes? Who you wants gotta that? you got to do it all. And he does do it all. He made the game-winning three. He did. <laughs> Dan's on the line. Dan, what do you have? LeBron, I mean, it's, it's got to be a fabrication, right? You get hit in the head, you go to the ground. The way he was acting, I thought he hit his head off the ground, but the replay obviously didn't show that. Yep. And then he's seen three rims. That's a complete sign of concussion. So, are you seeing three rims and need to be taken out of the game per concussion protocols? Or is it the big fabrication and lie trying to make, you know, it's the Paul Pierce coming out of the wheelchair. Oh, I'm, I'm back. Paul Pierce, that's a good call right there. I like that. Good work. Paul Pierce out of the wheelchair. That's ah, not so bad. Except you're Paul Pierce. <laughs> nothing against Paul Pierce. But he's not LeBron. But yeah, I mean, he's a nice player. Yeah, I, I think he added the drama. He might have had a little blurry vision, but there's no We've all way been poked in, in the eye and had the blurry vision. three rims. That's just, Thanks you know. for the call. Three freaking rims? Come on. You watched all the Rocky movies on some long road trip, and that line... It's just banging around the back of your head. I did. I don't remember any of those Rocky movies, honestly. I just I remember one, and that's it. They all ran together. I, there's no way. What do you say, Rocky three or Rocky four? 
Rocky there, Four. There is no the way I could have told you. I don't remember that line whatsoever. Did you see that movie? I'm sure I did, but I don't remember there. You all, don't even know the plot line for Rocky Four, do you? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's the second best Rocky of all of I, them. I, but there's no such thing as the second best Rocky of I all of them. break you. Because I don't, now I remember that, but I can't assign. It's like albums today. I can't tell you what song is on what album. Because you don't I, hold the album in your hand and memorize it the way you used to. No. That's how you remembered stuff. Yes. You'd look it over and there was the list. Boom. And, and now I you normally just don't it on your phone. I don't it's, buy albums. I buy songs. Right. Now I might buy ten of the twelve songs. But you're not buying the album. But I can't even remember. Like I've got a hundred plus Kenny Chesney tunes. And my wife will say play this one and I have to look and I have to go through all of them because I can't assign the song to the album anymore that, like I kid when I was a kid and that's happening more and more my younger brother to, yeah. to this day there's no reason to though it, there's no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's there's no, no reason. reason to and so he legitimately he couldn't tell you if there was an album for X number right. of bands I don't know and it frustrates me if by the time she wants a tune the moment of wanting to tune is passed. Because I can't, I, I can't remember, and I don't even know. It's not, not that I can't remember, because I've never known. But yet I know dozens and dozens of his tunes, but I can't assign. It's the same thing with those Rockies. You say the plot, but I can't assign. Oh, that was Rocky two, Rocky three, blah blah blah. To me, there was Rocky. Yeah, there was Rocky. And then the rest. There's Rocky two and one. Rocky three. I no. don't remember. Rocky four. Bring on the Russians. After that, I lost you. No, to me, it's college football overtime. I refuse to acknowledge oh, the second overtime, the third overtime. It's just overtime. That's they're just, when you play four plays. Don't tell me that's an overtime period. That's an insult to the NFL. So there's the regulation, and then there's overtime. There's Rocky, and then there's overtime. They all run together. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.